We haven't recorded when it's the sun's been up. I know it's still light. Days out. are getting longer. <gasps> Spring. Oh, it's going to be so sweet. Yeah, speaking of money, how's tax season? Just kidding. I love tax season so much. This is like part of my... That I, was, is that a shtick you're working on? No, this is just me. This is you just love normal. tax season? Yeah. You go into this like website, you put in all the stuff, and then you get a check. It's nice. I told you that up until last year, I hadn't found my taxes for six years, That's right? That's so and stressful to me. It was the most stressful. So my partner had to file all my taxes for me. I cried three times in the washroom. Do you think we're going to get a lot of listeners talking about taxes? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I was at... This coffee shop, which is like the place to be. No, you'll probably never take me there. I was there. And uh, and there's this like guy that walks in and he looks like like German, but like very fashionable. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are most Germans not fashionable? No, okay. I'm, I, I'm German. So. He looked German and fashionable. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy. And he like had like a good amount of gray hair. And I was looking at him. I was like, I want to look like that guy when I'm 50. Like he looked like about 50. Yeah. He like was dressed really well. He like looked suave. He's hanging out at the cool coffee shop. And he like had that amount of gray in his hair. It's like salt and pepper. It's like, it's not too gray, yeah. but it's like, huh. all right. Mm. And I was just as I was thinking to myself, like this, this is your man goal yeah. when you're a man. Yeah. He... He goes to take his sunglasses off and he takes them off his face and he pulls out a Ziploc bag. Okay, that's and he put his sunglasses in a Ziploc bag. And I was like, oh, he's weird. That's not necessarily weird. No, isn't it? No, I don't a think so. A sandwich bag for yeah, your sunglasses? Yeah, because you don't want them to get scratched. I understand what and he's doing. And you lost your little cloth bag. <laughs> Where do you buy a second cloth bag? What would be weirder? To do that or to have like a cloth pencil case you put them in? I'd take that. The I, pencil case? Yeah. Why not? Over the zip line? I don't, ex- I don't accept a bag you also put sandwiches Here's in. Here's my thing. He probably lives like this cosmopolitan, <laughs> hip, German. busy lifestyle, just the suave salt and pepper man that he was probably like out all last night. He met this like mysterious woman at a club. Then he goes back to her place. I don't know what happens, but they have a great time. And then in the morning, he's like, I got to head out, but I have a day of meetings because I'm this important, suave, salt and pepper man, but I don't <sighs> want my sunglasses to get scratched. So Do he goes into her drawer, <laughs> pulls out a sandwich bag and leaves thinking no one's going to judge me for this. And then lo and behold. No, I laughed and I laughed. And I no longer wanted to be him. I think that's good, though, because can I say something? Please. I feel like last week you were really focused on becoming urban hip. And now you're really like, I just want you to be happy with where you are right now. You know, I, I'm worried about you. Like I said, my birthday's coming up. I don't know what 32 looks like. I don't know how I'm supposed to look. I assume I'm not looking at JP <laughs> right now. I assume he's like 20. I don't think 32 is going to be substantially different from 31. Yeah, but like, what does it say for the rest of my 30s if I can't make a good change at 32? I feel like you should have a freak out at 34. Deal. Because right now you're still like, <laughs> check, write that down. I'll hold you accountable when we're in episode 110 of this podcast. Nice. Uh, I think that math wasn't right. No. Um, I think that because 32, you're still in your early 30s. Like to me... The moments for freak out or when you shift from an early part of the 
bracket yeah. to the mid to the late. So I cried on my 30th birthday. Not you cried. cried. I moped. I, didn't I cried cry. on my 25th birthday. Okay. You're like, how close are you to 30? I'm 28. Oh. So I'm pretty close. You're going to mope. I might. I don't know. So far, I feel fine. Most of the time, I'm thinking, what am I doing with my life? And it doesn't matter, no matter what I'm doing, even if I'm like doing cool things, I'm like, still, well, you missed your chance to be on SNL. <laughs> That's not true. A lot of people do SNL later in life. I've never really seen episodes of SNL. I know this is going to make you so angry, yeah, but it seems like some of them are far older than 32. Like, when did Tina Fey start doing SNL? Wait. Late twenties. Yeah, so you got time. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not Tina Fey though. You could Let, be. Well, thank you. I freaked out at 25 because uh, the song "Graduation" by Vitamin C, mm-hmm. classic hit. Yeah. Um, in it, she's like, "We're gonna look back when we're all 25." Da 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 da. And so when you're in high school, yeah. I was in like grade 11 when that song came out. It's like you start. To ma- and this probably happened before vitamin C's mm. great hit. You start to think of your life in terms of the milestone of 25. Yeah. Like, by this year, I'll have done all of these things. You don't think that for like 24 or 26 or 27. It's like 25, I'll have had a kid. And Knowing be your married, upbringing. Done all the- yeah. You're probably like, I was kid, had three married, kids, yeah. married for seven years. <laughs> like, yeah. Moving, like, my kids are already grown up by this point. And I, uh, when I turned 25, I owned my bike. And a mm. laptop. Yeah. And that was it. And it, I cried. That's like the first time you go to the bank and you like look at a loan or something. They're like, what do you have for equity? And they're like, <laughs> or you know, collateral. What do you have for collateral? And you're like, um, I have a guitar at home. That's probably worth $100. And you're getting a loan for whatever, your student loans or whatever. That happened to me when one day I got locked on my debit card. Like I put the wrong pin in so many times. So I had to call them. And Were you drunk? No. Oh, okay. I don't know. I was like, if it was one of those days. Mm. I think my fingers are too fat for the keypad. <laughs> it's a whole thing. And so I put it in. I had to call this person, the hotline, not just like a random person. Bling. And they're like asking me a series of questions like, when's your birthday? What's your middle name? Da, 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 da. And then one of the questions was, can you tell me your three investments on your bank account? And Ooh. I was like, none. And they're like, right answer. What? <laughs> So they're I was setting like, you what up. a horrible yeah. question to remind me. I have no investments to my There's name. There's nothing. <sighs> okay, can I like peel the curtain away for the listeners for like mm-hmm. a second? Please. So Ryan and I don't prep for this podcast. Again, we we like barely talk now. I'm it's sorry. A whole th- no, I mean. You don't prep for this podcast. <laughs> I meant it in. We don't like prep together. It's not like a rehearsed thing. This is all improvised. Sure. But we occasionally offer each other some notes of like, here's a few things I want to talk about. Let's find like a conversational way to bring these up. This is just like a look behind the podcast curtain. One of Ryan's that he sent me today was... Reading comments on the weathernetwork.com <laughs> message board. And I'm sorry, but I don't know how to casually. Oh, no. Rewind. Man, this weather sure has been nice. Do you think we're going to get another bout of winter? I don't check the weather very often. Uh, Wink. Okay. I know you're making fun of me. I sound like a 50-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Um, probably older, actually. But I've uncovered this whole underground society of seniors who just spend time on the weather network and on when you go on the weather network there's like a survey question like when was the last time an astronaut was in space and then it's Ooh. like you answer it 
And then you can comment on the survey. Yeah. And I've I've categorized the commenters into three different subcategories. There's the climate change denier seniors who just argue about climate change. Yeah. There are the seniors who um, post encouraging things about each other. Okay. Literally, they'll be like, hey, at Marty, it's good that you're back posting on the uh, message board. We miss you. How are you? Thanks, at Karen. It's been a long time. I was in Florida with my son. And then literally they'll have full conversations and they know each other. Like, it's so weird. And then there's the... Have you started commenting? No, I can't. I just watch. Man, and then there's the weak. negative group. And they'll be like, at Frank, I didn't like your tone in that uh, comment you left me. Please edit that. And then Frank will be like, hey, Betty, step off it. Like, there's a whole section of people that are hostile to each other on so, the weathernetwork.com it's unbelievable it's unbelievable <laughs> and so like sometimes when i'm just like killing time at work checking the weather you know what's the 14 day forecast you can see their comments and you know it's all like 70 to 90 year olds just like this is their community it's kind of beautiful and sad. It sounds mainly sad. A little beautiful? A little bit. Be- Did you ever uh, like belong to any chat rooms when that was a thing? Yahoo chat rooms. Like I would just go on Yahoo chat. Oh, I didn't know that. So okay. what were the like, what were the cat, like how was oh, it categorized? Like teens. And they would just talk about teens. Yeah. Dad? Like that's like a place where child predators are like, oh, I'm going here. Ugh. But at the time, the internet was so like innocent. Like back then it was like, yeah, I'm going to go in the teen message board do you remember that what was that oh i need to google more things before i come here but i didn't know this would come up no remember that uh computer game or like website where you had pets uh pet nope no neopets neopets yeah that was where i would chat it really yeah about like different like because you had different challenges you could do to get money to buy more things Mm. you could like create your pet and there was chat rooms about yeah i did that stuff too yeah Man, I miss that. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's all I got. I had some pretty steamy relationships on... On theweathernetwork.com? No. <laughs> you yeah, and me, Betty hanging out? Me and out. Betty. Okay, yeah. what else is new? Tell me about, like, let's just catch up. Let's just hang here. Okay. I have a question for you. All right, I'm ready. Do you like my hair? Did you... Is it different? Okay. This is the first haircut I've had in a long time. You're wearing headphones. I'm taking them off right now. Oh, I see no difference. Oh my goodness. Okay, I, JP, do you see a difference? It's shorter in here. <laughs> and a little more mohawkish. Oh, is it more mohawkish? No, I think that's just the headphones. Is this you trying to be urban hip? Uh, no. Okay. Anyway, sorry, I've, sorry. I've left my longtime hairdresser Okay, through no fault of her own. She was a gem. What? We became friends. Okay. Oh, that's my dream. We are like four years together. Five, no, six years together. Six years together. Yeah. Man, what happened? Why did you leave her? She- <laughs> but I'm worried. Okay. I have a question for you about it. Is this going to be as bad as that question? And what do you think of my hair? No. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'm just nervous. I'm not going to have the right answer. No. But do you feel loyalty to your hairdresser? No. And should I? Sorry. You don't? No. Six I ju- years? Oh, oh! if I was in your situation. Yeah. Okay. Or you've never been. 
I mean, I stayed with my one hairdresser, Vincent, for three years when I was a teenager because he told me from my left side I looked like Jessica Alba, and that carried me through high school pretty much. I'm just going to say I don't see it, but <laughs> it's not. From the left? Let me take my headphones <laughs> off. Uh, okay, it's so fine. keep going, Vincent. I had a different bone structure yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so did she. And... Like, I'm, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Just, you know, carried me through high school. It's not a big deal. I didn't hold on to that. Um, I, since then, have never had the same hairdresser for more than, like, two months. Really? Because I, um, and I've never gotten a haircut in two months. <laughs> uh, I am one of those people um, that's, like, I get it in my head that I need a haircut and I have to have it that day or the next day. Like I don't plan ahead. I'm like, oh, I want to cut my hair and I will go anywhere that will cut my hair. And you would cold call a place to be like, hi, is anyone available? 100%. Like, that's crazy. Like I, I find a place that like is pretty nice and has good reviews, but I don't care who there cuts my hair. That's like Russian roulette of hair. Of hair. And I've had some bad haircuts for sure. Yeah. I also just, I don't have loyalty to a hairdresser and this is no, this is a hundred percent on me, not on any of the hairdressers I've had. Uh, the conversation with a hairdresser is like ripping teeth to the point that I now go to see a movie like a couple days. Like if I know I'm going to get a haircut the next day, I'll usually try to go see a movie or like learn something that's like, like stranger things. I'll like learn the key plot points because I don't know what to talk about. I get Do you so know that awkward. Pluto's no longer a planet. <laughs> My God. Uh, uh, okay. It's because they always ask me and I don't know. Tell me if this is the same for you. But I get really stressed about it because they'll ask me like a couple questions like, oh, do you have a like boyfriend? Oh, da da da. Those die really fast. And so then they start talking about my hair being like, where do you part it? What products do you use? Like, do you straighten or blow dry it? And all I could say every time is, no, I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. I brush it. And they're like, and by the end, they're like, do you even shampoo it? And I'm like, most, some, sometimes. Yeah. And just stresses me out. So now when they're like, Getting into that, being like, okay, can you just show me where your hair falls? I'm like, oh my God, did you see Sex in the City too? What a plot twist. <sighs> Sorry, so you left your hairdresser. Yeah. You know how you said that? Well, okay, I, I, now I've, I've learned other people can do that and it's not too big of a deal. Well, why did you leave? She doesn't trim beards. And so I was going to two different places to get my beard trimmed and my haircut. Oh. And it took a long time. It was like a big investment of time. What if you, what, would you ever get rid of the beard? No, I'm not allowed to. Oh. My wife won't let me. Really? She loves it. Really? You know how you said your Vincent said you looked like Jessica Alba? Yeah, let's bring that burn. Yeah, go ahead. One time a girl said that I looked like Ryan Gosling I and I told my it. wife and she's like, what, you want to have sex with you or what? Because <laughs> clearly that's you like, don't I don't like at all, but that's like the trigger to be like. <laughs> yeah, I do look like him, don't I? I love your wife. Did I tell you I ran into her yesterday? Mm. I was sitting in the coffee shop in your work building mm. and she was leaving and she like noticed me and is always just the nicest, kindest, loveliest person. Uh, and she's like, hey, what are you, Christine, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm not stalking you. You don't, don't, you don't so need to say weird. that. But I was like, it's weird that yeah. I'm in your coffee shop at 4 p.m. You don't need to preface it. With, with I'm not stalking. I'm not stalking. I, I might have said something first, that's but that just, came out. It's assumed. It's assumed that you're not stalking us or me or her. Is it assumed because I say it repeatedly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if I stop let, yeah. saying it. 
is it going to come up? We're friends, you and I. Well, not good enough friends for your colleagues Ugh. to meet me at a nice cocktail bar. So if you could just like show me a scale of friendship, I'd like to know where I am. How are you with your other friends? <laughs> like pretty good. A is this aggressive. normal? Like is this what I am? <laughs> Can I check in with them to be like, hey. I have made, ha- this is an embarrassing fact about me, but I'm pretty like proactive when it comes to meeting like if I meet someone that I'm interested in as a friend, mm. I'm like pretty proactive on being like, we should be friends. Yeah. Like I don't let it play out this long, like will they, won't they be friends thing. I don't know if that's a real thing. It's like I meet someone and I think they're interested. I'm like, have you ever like considered being friends with me <laughs> in the last five minutes that mm. we've met? I like that. Yeah. It's hard to meet friends as an adult. So. It's really hard. Yeah. I go on a lot of friend dates and some of them are two thumbs up. And lead to a podcast, and some of them are real awkward. Yikes. Real. When we awkward. first met, I don't know if you remember this, no. but when we first met, we had an improv class together, and we it was like a fun class, and a few of us went for a beer after. And what I had it? planned to spend time with my wife after. So I was like, oh, I I I'm sorry. Like we've out like we've just had a really busy week. I gotta, you know, just be true to my commitment. <laughs> yeah. And I don't really know you well at this point, and you're like, Typical married person. I never said that. You, I swear to God, I never said that. You did, and it was like, huh, this one's kind of okay, uh, but spunky. You, <laughs> spunky. This one's kind of rude. I don't know her. Okay, but now that you know me, you know that just came from a place of jealousy. Mm. That I'm like, oh my God, I want to be married so mad. <laughs> <laughs> What's it like? You Tell can, me everything. Next time, I should have just invited you to come hang out with us. <laughs> just, just observe. Hey, you. Come hang out. Uh, 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 we should. We have a. We have a. Sh- we have. A, sorry. We have a show, show coming up. Yes, we do. We're playing at an auto improv festival. We are. That's really exciting. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be. It's happening before this episode comes yeah, out, so we'll yeah. be able to talk about it. But um, yeah, it's really exciting because we've never done Ottawa Improv Festival before, and this is the third year it's been happening. And I'm like so impressed that the Ottawa comedy scene is getting. It's growing. And I like, I don't know what other markets are like. I have no frame of reference, Mm-mm. but like, you just need a few people in the city. And there are a few really good people in the city that really believe in comedy and are doing are like, a lot of work and are of doing that. so much work. And like, they create opportunities for other people. It's really cool. It's, yeah. We need to be better. We do. We need to do more. We do. Let's do like, we should do, we should organize the next festival. I'd be horrible at that. I'm yeah. not good at logistics. I don't want to put myself in that boat with you. Yeah. I'm planning my partner's surprise party for his birthday. Yeah, I can say that because he's not listening to this Yikes. episode. Uh, and I'm already so stressed by it. Like so stressed. Do you, I need, rent- to, do you need to spitball ideas? Okay. Well, I've already rented a gymnasium. <laughs> and okay. it's gonna be- So it's a sock hop. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. You're going to have a DJ I'm doing come everything in. Everything he hates. Um, <laughs> and we're going to have like, it's going to be like schoolyard recess style games and like obstacle courses and little like tournaments. But I'm just like petrified that no one's going to come because in the world of Facebook, I feel like I'm like 90 years old right now. But it's like when people hit interested or coming, no one's ever showing it up. It means nothing. And I rented a gymnasium. Yeah. It's going to be so embarrassing if it's just me and a volleyball court. Being like, mm, happy birthday. So, okay. So one, people are going to show up. I hope so. For sure they will. I just need even like 15 people. That's not that many. That's okay. actually my ideal number. 15. Yeah. Because then with him, it's 16. So two teams of eight for my recess showdown. Okay. Uh, you should make sure that you can get 16. 
I know. Okay. I should be more pushy. But second, yeah, you should. <laughs> it's, it's like an ongoing joke with, um, my friends, like when they're planning a party for their partner, yeah. it's just, you're looking at them like mid party. You're like, they're so stressed because everybody wants their partner to have an amazing, amazing party. Yeah, I know. And you just look at them. They're like a mess. And, uh, so and they're nervous. like, oh, do you need a drink? And then their partner, I mean, the people I, <laughs> I spend time with, their partner's like so drunk. And they're like, oh, I got to take care of this like drunk person, but also serve like goat cheese to, to make my it guests. all work. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so stressed. Do you think I should have goat cheese? Was that yeah. part of recess? Yeah, hint, hint, goat cheese. Goat cheese. And ah. brie. But can we move on to Was That Funny? Do you have something you want to talk about? Yeah, didn't have you watched anything? But first, I got to do my intro music. Was that funny? We don't know, but we're gonna talk about it and try to figure it out together. Good. This is why I don't That's listen back good. to the podcast. Good. Thank you. No, I. I think it's getting tighter. Yeah, it's it's getting better. Have we gotten any like comments about? Yeah, some people the say to me like, "Hi, does she make that up every time?" Every time. <laughs> Thank you for asking. I know it seems written. Um, McDonald's actually called me and we're like, "Will you make our next jingle?" And I'm like, "I'm pretty busy right now." Yeah, that wasn't good. You okay, cut, you, cut that. <laughs> you t- you t- tell me what you've watched lately. Okay, so I watched. Uh, the Netflix movie When We First Met and it has the guy Adam Devine in it. What's from, he from? He's from um, J- Josh and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Dave and John oh, Need I think Wedding that, Dates. That dude was also in Modern Family. He was. He was the dated, nanny guy and yeah. dated Sarah Hyland who's now dating the guy from The Bachelor. It's a whole this thing. This is another thing and I'll uh, you I, want to talk about Bachelor Olympics? No, 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 I know no, no, I can no. see it in your eyes. But Adam, Adam Devine, mm-hmm. have you seen his girlfriend? No. She is stunning. Really? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. He seems like a really fun guy. Am I physically attracted to him? No. Okay. I'm not. Okay. Okay, so I watched this movie when we first met, or the night we first met, whatever it's called. It's on Netflix. It just came out. I <laughs> hated it so much. So, Okay. <laughs> 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 the segment's called Was It Funny? No, it wasn't. When we first met was not funny. That is the synopsis of the situation. But first, so the movie is about this guy who meets this girl at this party. So Adam Devine goes to this Halloween party, meets this girl. They hang out all night. They have this like magical evening of laughing by the pool. And then they go to a jazz bar and he plays piano for her. And they have this connection. Then they go back to her apartment and eat cereal and keep talking. And then at the end of the night, he like hugs her goodbye. And she's like, I'm so glad I now have a good guy friend. And then, wow. okay, no, do not make a comment because I might, you're probably going to say something. That's the reason I hate <laughs> this movie. Okay. And so then he like wakes up the next day. He's like, oh my God, I need to like, I need to win her over. I got friend zoned so fast. This is the worst. And then that day she meets the guy and then it like fast forwards to three years later and she's marrying the guy she met the next day. And then the whole movie is he finds this like, time traveling photo booth that if he goes in, he can go back to the first day he met her and try to reenact that party to win her over. That's like that movie about time, Holy. but 50,000 times worse. Cause about time is a beautiful film. I love Rachel McAdams. She's pregnant. She's, oh, I'm so happy for her. 
I love her. She is amazing. Anyway, why was why did you hate this movie so? Like, I get it. There's lots of really shitty movies out there, but like, why? I was, hated it one because it's just not original. There's already movies that like involve this plot point to a T. But it's also this whole movie is trying to be like he got friend zoned, and that's not fair. It's like <laughs> if I did something differently, she would like me. Like, mm. I just hate this idea of friend zoning as if it's like the woman doesn't have a choice to be like, no, I'm not interested in you in that way. And there's nothing you can do differently that's going to change my opinion of that. But I'm super excited to be friends with you. And it's like, oh man, I'm in the friend zone because of this, this and this. And it's just like taking away the agency of the woman to be like, no, I'm not interested in you. And you can try to be persistent, but just don't. And I find that a lot of guys that are like, I'm so progressive, I'm a feminist, I don't slut shame women, are like, I'm in the friend zone. And to me, friend zone as a concept and slut shaming are using like the exact same premise. I use premise too much. That should be a new drinking game for the podcast. What What did he need to change to be attractive to her? Nothing, because he wasn't going to be attractive to her. Oh, did he win her over in the end? Or, well, no, I guess that's he a like, spoiler. Uh, okay, whatever. People, you're going to know the plot really quickly <laughs> in the movie. I'm not really spoiling much. So he, like, goes back and tries a bunch of things, and, like, a bunch of outcomes happen as a result. But in the end, he's like, oh, wait, we were never meant to be together. And I think in that way, they're trying to be like, friend zoning's not real. It's like, you, this woman kay. had the choice, and she made the choice that we weren't going to be together, and that's a legitimate choice, and I shouldn't question that and be angry with her for making that choice and try to change all anyways. Uh, and he realizes, actually, we're not meant to be together. But it's just, don't go through the motions then. Yeah. So that's why I watched Verdict. No, it was not funny. Okay. I hated it. I laughed twice. <laughs> okay. And I hated myself for laughing. <laughs> oh, okay. What have you been watching? I don't want to bring up a show I've been watching. I want to say. That's the whole point of this podcast. I want to s- I say, just sang a jingle. Who do you, who are you backing in the Sex and the City feud with Sarah Jessica okay, Parker. Okay, someone just told me about this. I didn't know about this until you told me about it two days ago. <laughs> um, okay, so it's Sarah Jessica Parker and the woman who played... Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall. <laughs> played Samantha. And so Kim Cattrall's... Something happened to her. Her brother was sick for a long time. Okay. And then passed away. Oh, that's sad. And the Sex and the City crew... All uh-huh. kind of, like not the crew, the women cast were all like, "Oh, like I'm so sorry to hear that it's sick and blah blah blah." And then Sarah Jessica Parker made another statement after all the people made a statement that said, "Oh, we're so sad, blah blah blah." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really unfortunate. But really, it was all for show. And then Kim Cattrall was like, "You're just using our friendship to like gain." More like popularity, like this is all for for show. You don't actually care about my brother. You don't care about me. You're just doing this to like Bolster show people are. look how sensitive you are. No, oh, I'm definitely with Kim. <laughs> but it is like, is it getting heated? Where is this all happening? Like Twitter? Okay, what was your Snapchat? Did you watch social all, memes? Are they yeah, making social memes? Media. No, no, I'm not making memes. They're like 50 year old women. All right. Can you imagine Kim Cattrall <laughs> making a meme? <laughs> Wait a second. Um, okay, you watch all of Friends, right? Yes. It would be like if Monica, Monica and Rachel yeah. and Phoebe, I guess, let's bring her but in. But Monica she's and a- Rachel in real life, like Jeff Aston and Courtney Cox, are best friends. That's what we are told to think. But it'd be like if 
if one of them came back and said, we actually weren't friends at all <gasps> during all the taping and we hate each other now. Like that's, I mean, is mostly women who like saw themselves in these people. Yeah. Hey, you know, this relationship that the four of us had in the show and we all loved each other in the show. We actually didn't talk and we aren't actually friends. We don't like each other. We're just actresses. It like totally it drops like the curtain this. and the illusion of like, we want Phoebe and Rachel and Monica to all to be, be friends real in real friends, life because yeah. we want that for ourselves. But now this is like blowing that up, basically saying like, actually, we all We're paid to act. Yes, we are. Which is like. It, you're right. You are. But it's still hard to watch. it. be like, For oh, sure. man, because you picture like especially when you're someone who wants to be doing like some form of acting, like whether it's comedy or like actual like sitcoms or whatever it is. And you're like, oh, that's probably like the dream life to play or like be in that role. You yeah. kind of picture what set life would be like. And you're like, oh, it's probably exactly like the show. They just all hang out after. But there's people who also really struggled through their early 20s and turned to friends or turned to Sex and City to like learn about who they are as people. Like it was a Sex and City was a foundational show to be like, who who are we as women? Who am I? My sexuality. Yeah. And you'd always be like, oh, you're the Miranda. Miranda. I was never the Miranda. (laughs) You're the. Yeah. I'm not. Who's the one who has brown hair and is kind of quieter? Charlotte. Charlotte. I think I'm the Charlotte of the group. So after seeing one of the movies, Charlotte would have these like she was very, very like conservative and like proper and like didn't want to. Oh, I know. But then like she'd have these moments where she's like, guys, I did something really crazy. (laughs) But she was always like more like conservative sexually. Can I make a suggestion? Please. On our next episode, can we do a series of BuzzFeed quizzes to see which characters we are on several TV shows we've talked about a lot? Sure. Thank you. No, I've thought of something better. Each of us has to make a BuzzFeed quiz. Okay. Is that hard? No. Okay. They're pretty easy. And okay. so like I'll make one for which character are you in Friends or whatever. And you can make one for which character are you in like How I Met Your Mother or Brooklyn Nine-Nine or whatever it is. You get to choose the show and you get to make the questions. Then we may have to make the other person do the quiz next episode. Okay. Thoughts? Yeah. Okay. I feel good about this. I yeah. feel like that could be a new segment. Buzz. For one episode. <laughs> Ooh, can we go into a segment called... Um, JP's like, oh my goodness, another... Oh my gosh, sorry, I have, pre- I have a lot of segments. <laughs> okay, I want to... Okay, we're going to cut this all out. But I want to talk about, like, how to make a good joke. I don't know. Okay, we're going to do a segment <laughs> called C- Crafting Comedy. Okay. Crafting Comedy. Grab your scissors, grab your glue, crafting comedy, yeah. Okay. It sounds so much like my other jingle, I'll work on a difference. Okay, so I want to start a segment, I don't think it needs to be often, but I've, we've both been doing comedy a lot more, specifically stand-up, and when we started this podcast, we had never done it before, so I think that's actually really exciting and we're showing a lot of growth. But I'm trying to work through, uh, like, how... My question for you in this uh, segment of crafting comedy is, is, is there a point where you can be too self-deprecating? Like how much do you balance being sad and pitiful with it being funny? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's a really good question for our guest that's going to come because she does really good self-deprecating, but then she also does very like social, like topical stuff in terms of like self-deprecating stuff. I think it's, 
when okay so this is coming from a guy that's not a comedy like i don't know what i'm doing but that's why we're doing that's why we're doing podcasts like work through these things together i think when you go out on stage you have to get the audience on your side you want them to cheer for you You want them to feel safe with you yeah people laugh when they feel safe you don't want that i'm uncomfortable so i'm laughing laugh like i don't know if that's i i'm worried that sometimes, so I recently did comedy in a suburb of Ottawa, <laughs> and uh, the audience did not. We're all parents <laughs> on the way to soccer practice. The audience didn't, I didn't do horrible, but I didn't do great. And I think in part it was because they're like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to be laughing at this or if I'm supposed to be like, I feel sorry for her. So, you know, I don't know how to balance the yeah. like I do. I'm trying to get like that. Oh, I'm so glad I'm not her feeling from someone, but a, not so much of it that they're like, oh, I just want to give her a hug. Yeah. I mean, you don't want pe- people to feel uncomfortable. But, yeah. But no, I, I guess I'd say like self-deprecating humor is like a good lead in for your the top of your set because you can be like, I'm not some cocky asshole. I'm like here, like I'm happy to make fun of myself. Yeah. So much of comedy can be like just like ripping down other people and so i think you can show like i don't know you can just be a get people on your side a lot easier self-deprecating humor i think it's a good way to start out a set i agree i'm just wondering if it's like is there a point where it's too much and you need to actually be like i'm a confident person i'm like because clearly it also is a certain amount of performing because i can self-deprecate to the moon and back but i'm also confident enough to get on that stage and make jokes about myself which is inherently not self-deprecating yeah you have to pivot from it eventually pivot <laughs> hey have you seen that friends episode uh yeah you need to move on from it eventually <laughs> sorry i crack myself so, up <laughs> <laughs> so probably what i did wrong like talking like, okay, yeah, so you told a joke recently that... About Harvey Weinstein. About Harvey Weinstein. And so my wife was saying, they don't know you well enough yet that they don't know that you're, like, not a douchebag and you're, like, a progressive-thinking dude and, like, that's where you're going with it. So, like, you have to kind of show, like, hey, you're safe to laugh in this space and you know what side I'm on in this discussion, especially something that's, like, very present and current. Yeah, I think, and I didn't hear the joke, and it was probably well-crafted. It probably wasn't. But my thing is, because I've heard some Harvey Weinstein jokes and, like, uh, comedy being used to talk about the, like, Time's Up movement. And my thing is, I think you need to think through, am I adding something to the conversation, or am I just using this for a punchline? And I don't know if that makes (laughs) sense, but I think it's, like, is it more smart than it is convenient? And... It's also been done so much already. Yeah. It's tired. Like, it's like my desire to do a Donald Trump joke is negative a thousand because like. But like people. What can you do? I still watch Closer Look, Seth Meyers clips all of the time. And they're always obviously about Donald Trump. But to me, he is outweighing this is overdone with this is very smart and making someone think about this in a different way. Like he's adding something. He has a platform to reach people. I have a bunch of drunk people in a bar. Like I, that is your platform. Yeah. I, I I have nothing to add. No, I, I just think you could do a Donald Trump joke. I could do a Donald Trump joke if it was actually not, I like it needs to do something and it needs to like have some commentary that hasn't been said already in a billion different ways. There's nothing you can do. And I, I don't, I'm not saying that like in an absolute way, there's nothing you can do though. Like what, what hyperbole can you use about him? What, 
<laughs> I, I was reading an article about The Onion, actually, and they're talking about, like, their writing process. And they're like, it's hard to make fun of Donald Trump because everything he does is a parody of himself. Yeah, and, no, that's accurate. And so they'll, like, write a joke about him, but then he'll, like, go out and do something twice as idiotic. And they're like, well, that's not funny. Well, now, like, now it's gone above and beyond that. And, and no, it's, it's real, too, because, like, like uh, the Muslim ban, like, that has implications for people's lives. Like, yeah. um, the, uh, like, immigration reform, like, that has implications for people's lives. And it's not just... It's you can't just use it as fodder for your yeah. and you also have to think of like who's using this for fodder for a joke. Is it all white people who are like that does not impact my everyday existence. So to me, I can use it and I'm not supporting it, but yeah. I get to use it as a punchline where someone else is like, that's my life and my existence. So unless that joke is as smart as possible and is actually pushing forward a narrative that supports our cause, don't do it. And that's another, the first segment of Comedy Craft Time. Do, 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 do. And put the scissors away. And put I, don't the glue know. away. I don't know if I want to do this segment. Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've had improvisers we've had new improvisers we're like in a stand-up kick right now mm-hmm. okay <laughs> <laughs> so today we have on kennedy ryan thanks for coming and joining us oh, thank you for having me um we've while well, we've both seen you do stand-up and host shows and you organize shows you're a busy person yeah i'm multi-talented no i'm sorry <laughs> Um, yeah, we put on like the weekly show at Swizzles and then kind of just whatever else is going on. I I don't do anything else. So <laughs> so the, like is how much time of your life does this take up? Like a lot of your time? Um, I don't know. Probably more days of the week than not. Yeah. But, OK, um, so for people who don't know you, let's start out with a softball. When did you start <laughs> doing our, all of our questions? Are all of our questions. questions are softballs. When did you start doing comedy and, and like what what got you into it? Um, I it was about four years ago and I was just sort of like kind of didn't know really what to do with my life. And it was something I was like, oh, this is just kind of interesting. And I tried it and I immediately was just like, oh yeah, no, this is, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Okay. And was there like something that immediately that drew you in? Like, what was it that like kept you coming back even after probably, I don't know, for every new comedian, they have those rough nights. Um, I don't know. That's actually a great question. I don't think there's any good reason. I think like just in the last sort of like year of comedy, I've just been having so much fun doing it. Like it's just been, the scene's been good and like the people have been good and like people have been writing good stuff. And so it's fun to go to shows and stuff. So I think that's sort of where I'm at with it is this, I genuinely just enjoy pretty much every time I go to a show. I have a more like does I just ask stand-up comedians questions I want to know the answer to when the audience <laughs> oh, is probably like, my oh my God, Christina Nagy. <laughs> but like, what's your process of writing a joke? Like when you like think of something that you're like, that like walk me through how one writes a joke. Oh man. I'm uh, going to take some notes. That would be, I would love, <laughs> I would love to know the answer to that question. That'd be great. Um, no, I don't know. My process is like, think of something in the shower, forget it not come up with anything, write a Twitter joke. Like, I don't really know. I'm not, I'm not great at it. I, the only thing I tell like new people when they're like, how do you, how do you write stuff? I'm like, have your phone or a notebook on you. Cause you'll just forget anything you think of. Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> it's been no, like, that's an excellent idea. A pattern where I, I lay down to sleep and then I'm like thinking, thinking, and I was like, Oh, that'd be a funny joke. And I'll get up and I'll walk to my computer and I'll like type it out. 
then I'll go lie back down. Then I like keep thinking that I, I get up like three or four times and I should just write it on my phone. <laughs> or just like have a notebook by your bed. Yeah. Yes. Game changer. Yeah. So when I saw you, we and we talked about like on the podcast enough about like the intersection of like social commentary and what's comedy meant to be in mm-hmm. society and how. To, but you you walk this line between you and Christina do this like wonderful self-deprecating humor that's really fun to watch. But you you <laughs> also do like a ton of social commentary in your comedy. Like where did that come from? Where does like is that just who you are as a person or? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's just sort of one of those things where it's like, that's just what I'm like in my day to day life. Um, just being impossible and insufferable and whatnot. <laughs> so it's hard for that not to shine through. Um, yeah, I just think that's sort of like one of those right what you know kind of things or okay. right what you're if, you're if it's stuff you're thinking about all the time, you're going to end up having jokes about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's what, you were one of the first comedians I saw in Ottawa. Because I went to a show, it was like an all-women comedy show, I think for International Mm -hmm. Women's Day last year. And I hate a lot of stand-up comedy. (laughs) I guess I'm usually just offended by it. And actually, there's a lot of spaces now in Ottawa, I'm realizing, that are like curated in a way that it's people that have smart comedy that Mm -hmm. like is interesting and funny and hilarious. Uh, but there's a lot. That's oh, is that why? Shit. Is that where you go? Is that where you perform the interesting, funny, and hilarious? Stuff? <laughs> that's, um, that's my tagline. Uh, it, it's true though. Like it's sort of one of those things that like we've got these shows that people want to say like oh safe spaces and stuff. It's like well, it's just more so like you want audience members to come back to the show. So if you're doing stuff yeah. that everyone hates, and for the most part, if you're getting like a young city audience, they're not going to want to hear like super super offensive stuff. So you've kind of got just like the sake of the show on your side too, mm-hmm. to be like, no, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good point too. <laughs> but I just like, I remember that show and it was all women and everyone was just so fucking funny. <laughs> and I'm like, your jokes like stayed with me being like, that is smart jokes that are also like challenging, like victim blaming and just like shitty stuff around sexual violence. I was like, I want to be that good. <laughs> And so then I wrote after that show, I wrote my first sexual assault joke. I haven't performed hey. it yet, but it was your inspiration that was like, I love maybe that. I can like channel my experiences into something that like spins something on its head and make someone think mm-hmm. differently. Well, it's one of those things, right? Like if you're talking like with your friends that like, and it's something you are forced to think about, right? You're like, you kind of realize like, obviously it's not funny, but there's humor to be found in anything. And the same yeah. way you like talk about how frustrating it is with like your girlfriends or like anyone in real life. You're like, oh, that's, that could be a joke. Like yeah. that's. It is funny. It's funny how ridiculous it how is. Ridic- and yeah. there was a show, and I don't know if you went to it, but there's a show that traveled across Canada called Rape is Real and yeah. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that like blew my mind because it was these two sexual assault survivors. Have yeah. we talked about this on the podcast? Yeah, I repeat myself. Talk about it again. It's a great show, yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> and they're like, who gets to make like rape jokes? It's like a bunch of shitty male comics mm-hmm. making these jokes. And they're like, we've experienced this and humor is what got us through mm-hmm. it. So we get to tell those jokes. Yeah. And it was, oh my God, it was so good. Though for the first 10 minutes, they're like, Ottawa, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Okay, everyone exhale. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, at the same time though, like the the good comedy that I hear lately are people of color. They're women. There's not a whole lot of like white dudes that I'm like, thank goodness you told that joke because I haven't heard that perspective before. And so it's, it's interesting. Like I kind of talked a little bit on the podcast about myself, like, I want to start doing stand-up, but my ability to write, like, new, like, fresh stuff is, like, all a lot of the time when I'm writing, I'm, like, 
that's been done a thousand times, Ryan, and like cross it out. <laughs> so like it's there is a need for like new voices or not even new voices, but new perspectives that aren't haven't been repeated fifteen. Yeah, times. for sure. I was I was talking to a friend of mine who runs a show on uh, Friday nights at the Wellington, um, and we were just sort of talking about how that's kind of something that even like transcends all of that to just being brand new people doing the same kind of stuff. So when you're kind of all coming from a similar sort of point of view, you do end up with repeated jokes with like yeah. big, with like the same uh, I want to say like mistakes that new people always make at the same time. Um, and it's just sort of interesting to watch that learning curve. And I feel like there's a lot of people who who will kind of see that and they'll be like, oh, I, I have to learn how to make a creative joke instead of like falling back on these like tropes and these like offensive things. Like you see so many young guys starting it out, like doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to come up with a good marriage joke. I just don't have like, cause it's always goes default to like, yeah, don't, let wife. me tell you about my wife. <laughs> uh, but then I also don't want to be like, my wife is great. Uh, I mean, no, I do want to say that, but I, it's not funny. It's just true. You can make it funny. <laughs> okay, work on sure, it. I'll work on it. I'll come back. Uh, okay, so I guess, like, what's what's next for you? Like, you're in Ottawa, which is a growing but still small comedy scene. Like, mm-hmm. where do you... how? Yeah, what are your next kind of things you're looking to? Um, I'm planning on moving, like, sort of uh, this summer, but I'm going to be very much, like, in the city. Like, I don't want to move and then not be back. Like, I'm mm-hmm. still planning on running our bi-monthly show and, like, coming back and hopefully doing, like, one swizzles a month. Um, like, I have, I have all my families here, and I don't want to be, like, too far from that. But I think there's just a lot. There's so much going on in Toronto that you can get so much better so much quicker. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, I, I definitely need that. Could you perform every night? In Toronto, definitely. Yeah. Like, I think, I, like, it all depends on the kind of person you are. Like, for some people, uh, that can, like, kind of burn you out really quick. Some people, that's, like, a super energizing thing. So it's just, it's really cool to have the option, though. Yeah. Yeah, because I think even in Ottawa, if you tried as hard as you possibly could, you could not perform Oh, no night. way. There's yeah. not a chance. Even if you're, like, trying to get on, like, music open mics and, like, Anything. poetry readings. Yeah. yeah. You can hardly. <laughs> and there's <laughs> more classes and stuff in Toronto, too, which yeah. I don't know if those are, like, I've never taken a stand-up class, but people, Greg was saying on our last episode that there's, like, more opportunities to learn from other people mm-hmm. in Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. Have you taken a stand-up class? No, never. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be Do people weird. take stand-up? Because people take improv classes. Like, that's a yeah. way to, like, work out the muscles. Um, but I don't know if that's the case in the stand-up community. Yeah, my sister is a stand-up comedian as well, and she went to the stand-up program at Humbert. There's, like, a ton of really awesome kids. Like, and, I mean, it's it's like any school. You're going to, there's pros and cons to it. But, like, a lot of talent has come out of that program. Interesting. So I love that you're both stand-up comedians. <laughs> Do you have, like, a similar style? Um, Like, we're... <laughs> We're pretty similar in some ways, but we're like very, very different people at the same time. We have really similar like senses of humor, but we're we have very different like kind of personalities. So I guess in that sort of way, like our jokes are as different as we are. That's so cool. (laughs) But we have like definitely similar uh, things that we find funny. Things, yeah. Would you ever do a set together? Oh, 100 percent. We love that kind of stuff. Oh Oh my god, that's so fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You could do it with your sister. No, I love her. Like she's hilarious, but like no, yeah. <laughs> she would do stand up. She would like play the banjo in the background. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh, <laughs> do you want to give relationship advice? Oh, absolutely. I'm a expert, a relationship guru. Okay, I also consider Terrible. myself an expert. Okay, so I've hand selected. Wow. Ooh. Okay. 
Okay, so this one is like a weird family. Okay, all right, I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> um, dear Abby, recently my middle sister started dating my younger sister's ex-boyfriend. Oh my god! So there's three siblings. I think a three sisters. Yeah. So recently, my middle sister started dating my younger sister's ex-boyfriend. My younger sister dated this guy in college ten years ago. Oh. And really cared for him. Mm. It ended when she found out he had cheated on her. Oh. Younger sister is now married and has a small child. Aw. That's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Middle sister started dating this ex a few months ago and really likes him. He has been over to see my parents and they're supportive of the relationship. The problem is no one wants to tell my younger sister for fear of her being mad. So the parents are keeping it a secret. Oh my God. Um, I talk to her almost daily. I'm afraid that once she finds out, which is bound to happen, she'll be more upset with me and my parents for hiding it from her than the fact, than the fact that she, they're dating. Should I tell her or is it not my place? I don't want her to. This is so uh, yeah. long. Oh my very, God. I don't want to feel like I'm lying or hiding anything anymore, but I feel like my middle sister should admit. She, sorry. I want my middle sister to admit it, which she said she isn't ready to do because she doesn't want anything. I uh, want to say anything unless it turns into something serious. What should I do? <laughs> oh, my God. What a nightmare. That sounds horrible. It does sound horrible. I love that these parents are like, yeah, whatever. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not anything. Saying That's shit. on you. <laughs> One last name I have to learn. <laughs> See, this. This one's a Mori episode. This is great. This, this is. is <laughs> oh, my God. That'd yeah, be such a good episode. <laughs> okay. Do you think younger sister who's now married... I'm guessing happily with a baby. Do you with think? A baby. Do you think that she'd be upset ten years ago? No, but he cheated on her. Yeah, that's, that's, a the dick that, move. that's the part that. That's the part that. But she definitely will be more mad about the lying. The lying, hundred percent. So that's the, the <laughs> middle, older sister's older got sister, that. Yeah, she needs to be like, just tell her I can't live with this guilt. I can't. Just, yeah. I can't do it. Hey, dude. <laughs> yeah, this dude just. I wonder if. Yeah, wonder how this dude's acting like if he's. I don't know. Yeah, what's so special about this guy? I yeah. feel like 10 years, though, the guy probably was like, not that I'm justifying cheating. or no, like, let's hear like, it. But For I sure. just think he's like probably 19. They're in college. He's like, I fucked up. 10 years goes yeah. by. And he's like, OK, I don't cheat anymore. You're a totally different person 10 yeah, years later. Like yeah. That, I'm like, this guy's probably fine. And I do kind of get the male sister being like, I don't really want to make this a thing until it's actually a thing because that's going to stress me out. But at the same time, I really do love the parents being like, well, we're going to stay in arm's length away from this one. So if you go from like, who's to blame top down, parents are probably, no. No, parents aren't to blame. I don't think anyone's to blame. Well, the guy who cheated. No, but that was 10 he's, years ago. He yeah, could have he, not cheated. He should just leave the whole family alone. <laughs> he's, just like, like, he's just causing discord. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the woman writing this to be like, and I also kind of want to date him. <laughs> How do I turn this? I'm also <laughs> and interested. And he cheated on the middle sister <laughs> with, with me. me. <laughs> Spoiler. Okay, if I was the older sister and I was like, I don't have to deal with this anymore, I would seduce the boyfriend <laughs> yeah. and then I would get him to sleep with me. And then I'd be like, oh my God, he cheated on you. <laughs> and I would like exclude the part that it was with me. But like, he's a I cheater. Have yeah. I have proof. Here's a woman's leg here's, and his face. I was going to say, here's the condom, but that makes way more sense. <laughs> oh no, cut that out. My mom listens to this. Literally the, the last time Christina was like, where's the used condom? Sorry, mom. <laughs> 
I did say <laughs> that on the last episode. Parents appreciate safe sex, I Thank, think, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for the lesson, Mom, except for my lesson when I was growing up was abstinence. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, but then she's like, he cheated on you too. And then she breaks up with him and the younger sister never needs to know. Boom. Save everybody. Yeah. Unless the condom breaks and the older sister gets pregnant. <sighs> Dear Abby, Ooh. I'm pregnant with my middle sister and younger sister's <laughs> ex. My parents say we're staying an arm's length away yeah. from this. Mm, I'm thinking about just like I have three sisters. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, and oh. I'm just thinking about how. Have you dated one of your sister's exes? Oh, God. That's, no, never. And that's the thing. We're so, like, we're so crazy women with each other. <laughs> like, anytime, anytime a man, like, is slightly out of line, we're all just like, no, we're, on, we're in war mode now. Like, we can't. Yeah. So I can't even imagine. I would, uh, this would kill me. This would be, like, telltale heart. Like <laughs> So we could question the loyalty of the sister who's dating yeah. the ex. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I guess so. I didn't really do that part. I'm like, 10 years? That's a long time. Though, if my sister dated, like, if I broke out with my current partner now, 100% he'd break up with me. Let's be clear about that. I mean, he's but really if hot. we did... And my sister dated him, so help me God. Yeah. It could be 20 years apart, and I'd be like, I will come at 100%. you. <laughs> That's the other thing, too. My The things that my sisters have gotten mad at me for, and the ex, like the extreme, I can't. I would never even want to touch that. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're very hard on each other like that. Yeah, I would I not want to incur anyone's wrath. <laughs> Mine either. <laughs> like, I wonder how hot this guy is. That she's like, <laughs> better be hot. Worth it. And guys get hotter with age. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Okay, what uh, okay. did you have to say? Dear caught in the middle, from where I sit, you have sized the situation up accurately. Yeah. Your younger sister will be mortified <laughs> when she realizes that everyone that everyone knew this her sister. This is hundred percent happened to Dear. <laughs> <laughs> That everyone uh, knew her sister had been dating the ex for months and it kept it from her. Talk to your middle sister. Insist that the sneaking around stop because it could be a permanent be- breach of trust in the family. So don't sleep with him. <laughs> Keep the don't condom. Don't throw it at her and say he's a cheater. Yeah. What was that? Entangle myself more in that? All right. <laughs> Got it. I mean, check. You, your family is clearly great at communicating. Don't. Yeah. Anyway. All right. That was fun. That was great. Thanks for joining us on our thank show. You so oh, thank much. you for having me. I'm glad we got to dole out all that advice. It's <laughs> needed. Wiser after yeah. that. Will you come back sometime? Absolutely. Whenever. Yes. Good. <laughs> Do you think your Abby would ever like call in? Only her lawyers to be like, stop <laughs> reading these. You cannot read these anymore. <laughs> Today's episode was recorded in Ottawa, Ontario at Pop-Up Podcasting, featuring Christina Muehlberger and Ryan Mulligan, recorded by J.P. Davidson, and featuring music by Nikolai Haidless, Mr. Gavin, and Fox Beat Music, all available on SoundCloud. Thanks for listening. Dear Abby... I'm 22 years old and I'm dating this amazing guy a couple years older than me. Mm. He really checks off so many things on my list. Ugh, I hate that. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't help but be attracted to and appreciate him. He's a good guy, good looking, really smart, and our values match up. We also have a really good vibe together. Here's the issue. He's not as tall as I would prefer. <laughs>